Well, happy Easter, New Hope Community Church. He is risen, and He is risen indeed. Uh, we're so glad that you joined us for worship this Easter Sunday. And today, because it is the one time of the year where we really emphasize and talk about the resurrection of Jesus, have you ever thought and wondered why did Jesus raise from the dead? Why the resurrection? You know, what is like a succinct summary of how we could explain the resurrection uh, to other believers or to your co-workers who are skeptics or your neighbors who are unbelieving? Like, what is, why did Jesus raise from the dead? And, um, you know, crucifixion and a Good Friday, it's a lot easier to grasp and understand. About uh, 10 years ago, when my boys were a lot smaller, Judah and Noah, I was teaching them about the importance of saving. And uh, we started, they wanted to buy stuff at Ross all the time. And so uh, we started saving up money. And the way we did that was through recycling cans. And we started getting these cans and these bottles, milk bottles and, you know, fruit punch bottles that were just kind of, gathered over the heat in the hot Hawaiian sun and we these bottles would just be you know started smelling and became sticky and there was a stench and an odor to it until we I got four or five bags and my kids were little at that time and they're like oh dad why are we getting all this it's like just watch and you see and so we brought them to Hawaii Kai Town Center across the street while the feral cats are at and uh, brought them to the recycling center and I said, check this out, you know, like, you know, these smelly, stinky, uh, sticky, like foul smelling bottles and bags. We're going to exchange it. And they're like, what? They go, yeah, we're going to exchange it. We're going to recycle it. It's good for the environment. Everybody wins. We're going to have, we're going to get rid of the clutter and the mess in our backyard. We're going to exchange these bags and bags of recycled bottles and cans. And we got the cash. And I was able, the Lord just gave me insight at that moment of just a teaching moment for my kids of teaching them about the gospel and ways that they can understand and that, hey, when we come before God, uh, Jesus was crucified. And when we come to Jesus, we bring our mistakes, our regrets, our sins from the past, our rotten behavior, the things that we did wrong, anything and everything that we have said, done or thought that what's kind of stink and pilau, like we give it back, we exchange it uh, just like these recycling bags and then we get money and we get eternal life. There was this exchange that happened at the cross so the crucifixion is a lot easier, but how about the resurrection? If 1 Corinthians 15 is really about the importance of the resurrection, how do we explain or what is the reason for the resurrection? What is the reason for the resurrection? And this is what I want to talk to us about this Easter Sunday, the reason for the resurrection. So let's turn to our text in 1 Peter uh, chapter 1. This should be very familiar to us. We've been doing Peter for almost uh, seven months now. So let's go back to chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope 
through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. And so, Father, we thank you that you are the resurrection and the life and that you have come and re revealed yourself. You wrote a book, God, called the Bible, and you revealed yourself. And we thank you that your word is clear and gives us a reason for the hope that we have. And so, Father, I pray right now, this Resurrection Sunday, that we would experience new life in you, Jesus, through the power of your spirit, through the proclamation of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, spoiler alert, as you can see from our text, Jesus was resurrected through the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus resurrected, was resurrected to give us two things, a new life and a living hope, meaning a, a new life, meaning a life of victory, a resurrection victory of power in this life and a living hope. Not only do we have a future hope, but a living hope. Have you heard about the young man who was an All-American uh, football player? Uh, in college, he, he, he did really well, and he played professional football in the NFL for a couple years, and he came back to his alma mater as an assistant coach. Now, as an assistant coach, one of his main responsibility was to go out, scout, and recruit players for the college team. And before he made his first recruiting trip, he goes to the head coach, and the head coach whom he played for when he went to college there a couple years back. And the head coach was just a crusty old veteran. He was an old school uh, type of dude. And he held that position as a, whole, as a head coach for many years. And he was widely respected and revered all across the country. And the new coach said to his head coach, he said, Coach, I'm about to go out, go out on my first recruiting trip, but I just want to make sure that we're on the same page here, that I'm under alignment with what your vision is for the football team. And uh, tell me, coach, what kind of player should I look for to recruit? The head coach leaned back in his chair. He looked at the young man straight in the eyes of the assistant coach and said, son, I've been doing this for many, many years. And I've been doing this job for a long time. And I've noticed there are several kinds of football players. For example, you'll find that some players, they get knocked down and they stay down. We don't want those kind of players. Okay, oh, okay. so we don't want those kind of players. You'll find other players who get knocked down and they get back up. But then they get knocked down again and they stay down. That's not the kind that we want. It's like, okay, so don't, don't look for those that, don't look for those kind of players. He says, then the old coach said, you'll find that there are some other players, special players who get knocked down and they get back up and they get knocked down and they get knocked down and they get knocked down. And every time they get knocked down, they get back right up. And at this point, this point the young coach got excited and he said, now, that's the kind of player that we want, coach, isn't it? No, said the old coach. We want the one doing all the knocking down. And uh, can I just say this Resurrection Sunday, this Easter Sunday, that God is looking for Christians to be doing all the knocking down. 
In other words, because of the resurrection of Jesus, we have new life, a life of victory and uh, a living hope. And here's the main point for us uh, this morning is this. Jesus was resurrected to give us a new life and a living hope. So Jesus was resurrected from the dead to give us a new life and a living hope. Here's the first point. Jesus was raised so that we might walk in newness of life. The very reason that Jesus was raised from the dead, according to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, let's read that again. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be what? Born again. We have a new life through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. We live as a new people of God because Jesus was raised from the dead. Christ's resurrection is vitally important for us to understand of what it means to follow Him and to be a part of God's people. Christ was raised so that we would walk in the newness of life, that we've been born again. In fact, um, what Peter says in 1 Peter 1, 3 echoes what Paul says in Romans chapter 6, verse 4. He says, We were buried therefore with Him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So, just to give you guys some context here, Paul, he is writing about the, how the believer is to associate or to identify with the life of Jesus. That this act of baptism, when you are submerged in the water, it represents the death of Jesus. That you're submerged, that you stay down there. It re- represents a temporary three days that Jesus died. And when we are submerged in our baptism, we die to our old self, okay? And then when we are raised up from that water, when we're risen up from the water, it represents the resurrection of Jesus, that Jesus died to death. And listen, church, the reason why we are born again is that we have died to our old self. The reason why we are made alive is... And we are born again, according to Jesus, telling Nicodemus that not unless a man is born again, he's going to enter the kingdom of God, is because we have died to our old self. We live a new life. Look at how Paul continues here in verses 5 through 8. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. Underline that, circle that. I highlighted that for you guys. Look at verse 7 through 8. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. So this newness of life, this being born again, that the very purpose and the reason why Jesus was resurrected, it's to live a life of victory. This newness of life is a life of victory over sin. 
that when we died, when we received Jesus and we, we confessed and when we confess with our mouth, believe in the heart that Jesus Christ is the Lord and that God raised him from the dead, we have died to our old self, our old habits, our old practices, our old patterns of thinking. And the first uh, purpose or reason of the resurrection, according to 1 Peter, is that we've been born again to a new life, a life of victory. And because it is Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, one of the most familiar hymns and songs in the last 200 years in Christianity is the song, what? Amazing Grace. Remember the chorus, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. Do you know that a man named John Newton wrote that song and composed that song? And John Newton before he came to know Christ, he was a vile man. He was a wicked man. He was a man full of anger and, and potty mouth. He was a sailor. And he made his living as a slave trader. He would get slaves from Africa and ship them over to Britain. And But when the saving grace of God appeared, when he believed in the gospel, when he believed in Jesus, he stopped his slave trading. And he has this quote that, which I absolutely love where he says, I am not what I ought to be. I ought to be, I thought I would be here by now. I am not what I wish to be. I wish I was here. I wish I was more mature. But, but he says, but by the grace of God, I am not who I was. Yeah, I wish I was here, but I've been born again and I don't trade slaves anymore to living. I don't, people who are made in the image of God, I'm not going to profit from them. I've, uh, and he actually worked with William Wilberforce to, to abolish uh, slavery. And this is the resurrection power of Jesus. Jesus right now, he is He's looking for Christians to be doing all the knocking down. Can I get an amen? He's looking for believers not to be ensnared and controlled and be under the mastery of sin. If you are a believer of Jesus, if you are a confessing Christ follower, if you're a disciple of Jesus, you have died to your old self. You identify in the crucifixion of Jesus, but you also identify and associate yourself in the resurrection of Jesus, that you are raised to a new level of life, a life of victory over sin. I was talking to a brother here at church and he was like, you know, pastor, I, I, I can't believe it. You know, my kids now, they're, they're grown adults. They have children of their own. And I came to Jesus later on in life. But by the grace of God, my kids now started going to church, got baptized. They believe in Jesus. And they're trying to raise their kids in the way of Jesus. But 
man, pastor, you don't understand. I was a monster before to my kids. My kids did not love me. My kids feared me. I was so out of control. I was so enraged. I was so manipulative and just controlling, a man full of anger and hatred and judgment. I was such a monster. But now the grace of God, because I believe in Jesus, I'm a completely different person. Like my kids now can't believe the transformation that has happened in my life. And this is the purpose of the resurrection. This is the reason why Jesus was raised. So that we could die to our old self. The things that easily beset us, as Hebrews says. The the weight that entangled us. Of the ways that we used to think. the, The... habitual patterns in our life that we used to hold on to. It's like a broken record that we keep stumbling and falling and falling and falling. If Jesus stayed in the tomb and if he didn't raise in the dead, then we would die in our sins. But as it is, Jesus was resurrected so that you and I could live in victory. We live by faith that when Jesus died, we died our old self. We died with him. But when he was raised, it means that death no longer reigns in us. Sin has no longer, of course we're going to fall. Of course we're going to make mistakes. Of course we're going to stumble and and fail God. But the pattern and the brokenness and the control and the manipulation of sin is broken. Yes, we get back up, but because of the resurrection, we're the ones doing all the knocking down in Jesus' name. Number two, would you write this down? Jesus was raised to provide a living hope. The Son of God was resurrected from the dead so that he would provide a living hope for his people. Would you read First uh, Peter chapter 1, verse 3? According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to what? A living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Death is a terrible thing. You know, most people will fear death. Because I am Filipino, I am like the most shamed Filipino where I can't sing, I can't dance, and I'm not a nurse. But most Filipino nurses that I know say that um, people usually tiptoe around the tulips. They dance around the daisies when it comes to this issue of death. Death is a very delicate and it's a very uh, painful subject. And people have trepidation when it comes to, to death. But through the resurrection of Jesus, 1 Peter says that we have a living hope. If human life is all about relationships, right? John Piper once said that uh, no sane person in his deathbed ever comforted his own soul with stuff. In other words, when... When you're in your deathbed, when you're about to die, you don't say, oh, give me my degrees, give me my, give me my diplomas, give me the keys to my Tesla, give me the deed to my house, give me my house keys. I'm like, no, you want to be surrounded by people. 
right? And if human life is all about relationships, relationships with your spouse and family and kids and cousins and uncles and aunties and neighbors and coworkers, if human life is about relationships, then the death of loved ones, it robs us of those relationships we value the most. But the resurrection of Jesus means followers of Christ don't face death as those who lack hope. First Thessalonians 4.13 is we grieve, but we grieve with hope. I think, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Through the resurrection of Jesus, the sting of death has been removed. By his resurrection, Jesus destroyed death and brought life and immortality. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10. But what is this nature of hope? What does it mean and how does it work that we've been now we have a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus? Well, uh, many Jews in Jesus' day believed in a general resurrection of all people at the end of time. They believed that one day when, when God, in the day of Yahweh or the day of judgment, that uh, the righteous shall be resurrected from the dead. Uh, we see this great hope. Remember in Martha and Lazarus and Jesus, when Martha responds to Jesus when he tells her that her brother Lazarus um, would live again? And Martha's response in John chapter 11, verse 24, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. So they thought that the resurrection would be in the last day, at the day of judgment or the day of Yahweh. But when Jesus told Lazarus to come out of, to come out of the tomb, when he says, Lazarus, rise, it certainly wasn't what Martha was expecting. As remarkable as Lazarus' resurrection was, it does not compare with Jesus. Lazarus needed someone to remove his grave clothes. He rose to return to life as he was before he died, but he could expect to die again. And Jesus' resurrection is a completely different, categorically new life of order. He left his grave clothes behind. He rose to a new life beyond death, a new dimension of living. He would never die again. And his resurrection was the beginning of the new age. So it wasn't that the Jews were wrong about the great resurrection at the last day. What took everyone by surprise was that God did for Jesus in the middle of history, not the end. What most Jews believed he would do at the end of time. And Jesus' resurrection would be the forerunner. It would set a precedence of the great day for which we will still wait. In other words, not only do we have a future hope, but we have a living hope in Jesus now. It's been a couple years since I've gone to a car show. I believe it was 2019, they had a big car show in the convention center when I was in LA. 
Uh, we used to go with my friends to the LA car show, the LA Convention Center. And uh, car shows, they usually have three types of cars. The first car is the concept car. Okay, now concept cars are odd vehicles. They, they just take their wild imaginations, but these concept cars, they will never be built. They just do it to show off their engineering and how slick and how cool these cars would be, but they would never be built. Second type of cars in um, car shows is that uh, there would be cars that would be, be available for sale. There'd be new cars, there'd be custom cars, uh, there'd be classic cars, but there would be cars for sale. But there's a third type of cars in auto shows, and these are called prototypes, which means they are brand new models. They're not yet for sale, but soon they're to be produced in large numbers. This is the first of its kind, but the first of this kind will bring many in production after it. Well, Jesus, he is the new prototype of the new humanity, the first car of his kind, as it were, of the assembly line. His bodily resurrection is a stage of, uh, is one of a two-stage resurrection. At his second coming, the Lord Jesus will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body, Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 to 21. Because of his resurrection, we have a living hope. And as we bring this to a close, that we have a living hope in Jesus, I'm reminded of a story I heard of a man, a devout believer. He was a husband, he had a wife, he had a couple of kids, and um, he wasn't feeling too well, so he went to go see a specialist. And the doctor said, oh, you, 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 you're not doing good. You have uh, stage four cancer. You only have a couple weeks to live. And as he dealt with this devastating news, he was living in the Pacific Northwest. Grief and sadness overcame him as he thought about saying goodbye to his lovely wife and bidding farewell to his kids, knowing that he only had a couple of weeks to live. So with tears in his eyes, he drove home. And as he looked through the majestic Pacific Northwest, it's like the Lord spoke to him in a still small voice about the resurrection. And the Holy Spirit started reminding him of the truth of the eternity of a bodily resurrection in Christ Jesus. And as he was driving, he looked through these robust pine trees that could live to hundreds of years old. And he began to think, because of the resurrection, I will outlive these pine trees. He looked at the majestic mountains in the Pacific Northwest and began to think, when this mountains, when these mountains, when it will dwindle down and 
be reduced to a rubble, to a single piece of sand after hundreds and thousands of years, I will live on because of the resurrection of Jesus. And he looked at the sun as this glorious, majestic, ginormous sun. When the sun will dwindle down, it becomes to, and it will be reduced to one single flicker. My body will go on forever because of the resurrection of Jesus. And this is the living hope that we have in God. Through the resurrection of Jesus, we have a new, new way of life. We have a life of victory over sin. Because Jesus is raised, we have a living hope now. Not just a future hope, but a living hope now. And so let's close. Would you close your eyes and bow your heads and pray? Oh, Father, we thank you for this Resurrection Sunday where we could remember and partake the good news in you, Jesus. So I pray right now that we as your people, we begin to live in victory, that we would avail ourselves to the blessing in Christ Jesus. And so, Lord, I pray right now for divine power that through the resurrection of Jesus, we would experience victory that, that some of us, we've been getting up we fall down, we get up. But Lord, I pray that we would be the ones doing the knocking down, that we would live in victory, Lord Jesus, in resurrection power because of you, because you rose from the dead and because we died to sin. And Lord, I even pray right now that for some of us are grieving over loved ones that have passed away in you. I pray, Lord, that because of the resurrection of Jesus, we know that one day these relationships that we have, they will come that we'll be reunited once again and that we will have eternal immortality because you have been raised. So Lord, we thank you. We worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord give you peace. Amen. Amen. He is risen indeed. Have an amazing week. Go with God and God will go with you.